Hi, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. Today, we're going to do something a little different. Please, please pull out your big book of stuff. We're going to talk about genius loci and folklore, and specifically because I was born and raised in Detroit, and I will go back one day. I just live like like a mile and a half away from it. Um, I want to talk about the Nain Rouge. I would like for you to know about the Nain Rouge. And it is kind of scary. So this is kind of a little bit of a ghost story, but it's not a ghost. It's more like a mythos or something. But you need to know about it. And I see a lot of interest in it. It's still getting bigger. The Nain Rouge Parade gets larger and larger every year. And this is something I would like for you to know about if you're not from here so that you understand a little bit more about Detroit, about Michigan, and about our relationship to the land and our relationship to our folktales and our myths and legends and about respecting the things that should be respected, especially when we know that the people who were here first had a healthy dose of respect for them as well. So before you come here and engage in the Nain Rouge Parade, I would like to share with you a little bit about what the Nain Rouge is. So pull up a chair and pull out your book and let's get started. Now I know we have a lot of transplants from other states and some of them even came up here from Katrina. So. They're probably missing home uh, regarding Mardi Gras and things like that. We have people who come here from Colorado, up in the mountains that miss the Best West Fest. You know, every region has its own particular celebration, their own folklore, their own cultural thing. And we have all sorts of festivals in Michigan, you'd be surprised, especially in the Metro Detroit area. But one of the uniquely Michigan things that we have is the name Rouge Legend of a, a creature that resides here in the Detroit area, specifically near the river. And one of the things in the 1700s that they used to do was they used to drive out the Nain Rouge. They were afraid of the Nain Rouge with very good reason. And if you're not sure why that is, let me tell you about it. You see, there were creatures here and beings here long before co colonizers set foot here, okay? Long before escaped slaves set foot here. Long before trappers set foot and drove their canoes, well, commanded their canoes, up and down the rivers. The Nain Rouge and other spirits here, and Genius Loci specifically, were here way before, I mean centuries before. Um, those times and you can get to get information about those things by talking to people who have indigenous roots here the Potawatomi the Ojibwe uh, you can speak to them they will speak to you if you're you know kind to them in English um, unless you're blessed enough to have studied Anishinaabeg which is good too uh, so and also before you talk to someone about a, a legend make sure they're willing and want to talk to you about it they don't owe you anything they don't owe you education and if you are fortunate enough to find someone who is willing to give you that time then maybe look into finding some indigenous native tobacco the proper tobacco 
putting into a, t a tie and giving it to them and do it with your left hand usually but that's neither here nor there right now so but yeah there's all kinds of stories about this particular creature being here and it's always with misfortune when it has to do with appearing after colonialism here uh, there was misfortune before but I'm gonna address that Detroit has a very negative history with the name Rouge going all the way back I think to um, I can't remember the exact date but let me see let me see if I can remember okay so yeah it was in this I think it was 17 I think it was 1701 and Cadillac um, he actually ran into the name Rouge you need to understand that dwarves as we use that word now uh, specifically have a certain kind of energy depending on what culture you're in there's magic associated with them but mystical dwarves that's a whole other thing and the name rouge is rouge because they're red this is a red fa faced small person looking thing and it is not very kind um, it's not it doesn't want to be bothered but again you know humans humans got a human so it met up with Cadillac and disaster struck every time the Nain Rouge appears in Detroit what winds up happening is there's some sort of disaster I believe the last credible sighting of the Nain Rouge here was the giant blizzard and blackout I believe in the 70s might have been 77 78 I'm not sure but a pole worker a utility pole worker looked down and they thought it was a person and when they looked down it was a little red-faced dwarf kind of creature running up the pole and he was like ah so you know I don't know what they had done to offend the Nain Rouge at that time but it was enough to cause a disaster there have been fires there have been disasters you have no idea how terrible it has gotten and so again they had these parades to drive the Nain Rouge out of the city so now bring us back up to the 2000s and of course what happens I'll tell you what happens we have a bunch of people who have come to the city and gotten with other people in the city um, and decided that oh it would be a great idea we brought this tra tradition back and what has happened is that it has grown into its own grassroots kind of celebration there's a parade there's a ceremony there's a ritual okay here's the thing about that you're drawing his attention <laughs> now some people feel that you know what this is taking back our power uh, saying that no we will not be ruled by negativity and everything else and then there are the people who are like me that are like you know what if it ain't broke don't fix it leave the name Rouge alone and personally I really wish that people would leave the name Rouge alone now I do have a friend her name is Shatan Noir and she's a cryptozoologist check out her books and she's one of the people who actually does support the parade for the Nain Rouge, among other people that I know. And you know what? It's their right if they want to do that. But me personally, I think we should leave the Nain Rouge well alone. There's other genus loci here as well. There are the sisters that are in the waters of the Detroit River. There's one in the lake. And there's so many things and so many islands and so many myths and folklore um, incidents and personages and creatures and we really don't know enough about them to mess with them but we do know enough through folklore that they are not to be messed with period so that is my position on the Nain Rouge now 
If you decide you want to do it, let me tell you about it. So what happens in March here for that parade, people dress up in red because obviously the name Rouge has red face, you know, so they dress up in red and it is a height of pageantry and it is not the Mardi Gras at all. It is his own thing. It is very much a uniquely Detroit experience. And while people say there, you know, there's Detroit, then there's Metro Detroit, there's city and suburbs, I'm gonna tell you a secret. It's all Detroit. You can call it what you want, but this is uniquely a Detroit situation. And it's about 160, it used to be 172 square miles of the city of Detroit, but it's gotten smaller. That's 172 square miles of culture right there specifically about the Straits, Detroit. So when I tell you that the majority of people who live inside the city don't celebrate it, but the people from outside of the city celebrate it, that also should say something about the respect that the people inside the city might have. Now, I have proposed several times that if we are going to truly try to do something positive with this Nain Rouge thing, then what would probably be better is that people go around the city itself and that it be organically grown to help benefit the city and people you know maybe plant large lanes or large paths of red flowers to maybe beautify the land and enrich the land you know have cleanup days you know this is something i could get behind where we're actually benefiting the city we could actually have moments where we send out red letters where we're giving out red letters to the homeless in certain areas for the route of the parade because the parades don't go through the neighborhoods that would probably benefit from the most. So yes, that's why I say that the Nain Rouge, if you're going to do it, at least make it, you know, worth it because really every time I say it, I get a creep up the back of my neck because I know it's not something to play with. I grew up hearing about it and I really have a difficult time understanding why people would want to evoke this creature's attention but here we are so if you do decide to come in march and participate in the parade here's some things i want you to do one do your research first online i really don't like it when people tell people do your own research it's so lazy but in this case i'm talking about look at some videos and some photos online maybe some articles to try to get a feel about where the parade will be because i don't have this year's route and to find out what the dress code would be for you because everybody does not want to dress in the same fashion. Second thing I would recommend is to bring your own charms or religious things to keep yourself safe. Yeah, I'm superstitious, woo woo woo. I, I believe in folklore, I believe something shouldn't be messed with. So if you're, you're going to come, bring some protection. And lastly, have some respect for the city itself and its residents. Make sure that the, uh, when you come, you don't come with a bunch of preconceived notions about what Detroit is, because there are very much two Detroits. And there's the Detroit you see on TV, uh, as far as the great new Renaissance city. And then there's the other Detroit that, ha- Detroit that has to do with the people who live here and have lived there and are very much true blue all the way through Detroiters and that means that there's a whole set of cultures and each side of town each area has its own subculture and it's so rich and so wonderful so come in with an open mind and you'll probably have a great experience okay so now that I've ranted um, maybe or maybe not I'll see you in March 
on TV watching the, the parade of the Nain Rouge. So I guess my final part of this episode is the wrap up and I'm wrapping up to say I'm so glad you took this time to listen to me today and to share this time with me. I really enjoy talking to you because I love talking to my friends and we're friends, right? So I wanted to share this with you. And to me, folklore is a part of cottage core. So, you know, remember, Detroit City was not a city. It was not all steel and concrete before. You know, it was very much ribbon farms on the edge of that water that grew up into other things. So you have to understand, you know, we are a very complex area. And even though I had to move away from the city proper for a while, I will be moving back. I was born and bred there. Um, I, I have nothing but love for my city, warts and all. And I wanted to share this part of folklore with you. You know, I'm as Detroit as it gets, whether I live there right now or not. You know, there's not many of us left who know that there's wooden pipes under downtown. Look it up. It's true. So if you are kind of intrigued about what else could be there, what other legends about Michigan and the city that have to do with this country in older days, feel free to reach out and contact me on any of my social media platforms and maybe I would be able to, you know, whet your appetite on some more research. Thank you so much for coming here today and I look forward to you next time on My Magical Cottagecore Life. And watch out for the Nain Rouge. This episode contains the fun music Master of the Feast by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Visit his website for more fun music. It is royalty free as long as you attribute him. Thanks, Kevin. Please see the description on this episode for more information.